What is happening, beautiful people? Welcome back. So today I wanted to share something with you guys. Uh, it's more of a really cool exercise that I think, like in the, in the Western world, is super important and um, really overlooked. So you know, as you go through life, you accumulate a whole bunch of uh, shit, <laughs> whether it be a relationship breakdown, you know, trauma or life events that are just out of your control. And you hold on to negative emotions and negative stories um, that you make a thousand times worse inside your own mind. And, you know, in today's world and especially in like Western society, you know, I believe that it's one of the most toxic societies in the world. Uh, I think this is like mainly because when you go through school and uh, when you go through high school, you know, it's just preparing us for a, a career and to be a part of the, you know, part of the system so that we can contribute to the world in some way economically. Um, however, you know, we're never taught, um, and I'm seeing as I get older, more evidence of the people who said that they would take care of us, you know, they actually never did, and corp like, like corporations and um, just like, you know, educators and stuff. And, you know, I'm a big believer of, you know, ancient wisdom and cultures and shamans who have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And whenever I can learn something from someone wiser, you know, I love to listen. So whether that comes to cooking or whether it comes um, through in, like learning about another culture or learning about something that's been brought down from generation to generation, I was fine that stuff fascinating because a lot of that's been lost and um yeah i i've never been handed down things from you know my my um you know grandparents or their grandparents you know i've never received any like life lessons or anything from them which is um you know it's kind of sad but you know, so what I'm getting at is like in the Western world today is we have forgotten how, you know, to look after ourselves in such a way that we are not reliant on others to fix our problems. And, you know, it is everyone's right to be able to try and fix and heal themselves before they ever go to see a doctor. And, um, yeah, that's just my opinion, but I'm not disregarding doctors or anything. I'm just saying, um, these tools that, you know, I've come across can help you know, a huge amount in people's lives. You know, and then, you know, if you feel like something's not working, um, then you sh should go and see and you seek advice from others um, and also do your own research before, you know, doing any of these things as well. But growing up, I was always told to look look for the people who have had amazing lives for themselves um, and done amazing things, uh, whether it be through, you know, successful business ventures or doing something they love and that's what I want to get into today um, is it like an exercise I thought everyone can benefit from in the Western world um, as I think it can help jump people forward and propel them quicker onto the correct path that they are destined for. Um, you know, there's so many people today that they hold on to their negativity and negative past experiences and it makes people really sour you know and just unpleasant to be around and you know so i'm just going to go through um this 
pretty cool book and um share like just this one exercise that I thought was you know pretty transformative uh when I did it and strangely you feel like weight off your shoulders and you know a clearer mind and this exercise is something you can do regularly if you like or you know once a year but um first of all like the story the guy who wrote it uh, his name's like Alberto Villoldo and he's actually a he's actually a train he's trained as a psychologist and is also uh, a medical anthropologist and um I'm pretty sure pretty sure he's done a lot of stuff with neuroscience as well let me just look on the back of this book for a second do, do, do. Um, sure. So yeah, he's a PhD, just trained as a psychologist and medical anthropologist, and he investigates and practices the neurosciences of enlightenment and uh, all this sort of stuff. But he had a crazy story, and pretty much he he went to the doctors, uh, you know, one day, and um, they told him he, that he had parasites. Uh, he had a host of toxic bacteria in his body. Um, he had an assorted of like nasty worms in his body, um, in his heart and his liver. And he also needed a new brain because the parasites were in his brain. And um, he he wasn't given that long to live. And he thinks that a lot of the, um, you know, these parasites and, you know, his toxic, um, bacteria that he got was actually from, um, his, when he did heaps of years of research in Indonesia, Africa, and South America. Um, and he just picked up all these microorganisms, including, yeah, five different types of hepatitis virus and three or four varieties of parasites uh says so, yeah, yeah a host of toxic bacteria and assorted nasty worms yeah so the the doctor that he saw he said oh, he should be <laughs> he should already be dead um and he was pretty much told to put his uh put his name on a new liver transplant but if he had gotten a new liver transplant he still needed a new brain and where is he going to get a new brain from? You know, I'm pretty sure we don't do brain transplants. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we don't do them these days, but you know, um, or have ever done them. Don't know what I said these days, but <laughs> have, or have ever done them. And, um, it's just, you know, it's just crazy to think that, you know, one minute he was like super healthy or th thought he was, you know, healthy, he was living life. And then all of a sudden he's just pretty much given a diagnosis that he's going to die. And instead of, you know, going to treatment, which would have um, prolonged his life for maybe two or three months, he actually went with his wife. Um, I think they went to... Um, they might have gone to like South America or something. I'm not sure, can't remember. But they went to we were um go to um, the Amazon. I think it was the Amazon actually, Amazon rainforest. Um, where they do like a lot of shaman work. because uh, he he was actually friends with a lot of the people there, and he 
he did with his wife. Um, well, he, he couldn't actually do it because he was so weak. Um, you know, the ayahuasca and stuff. And his wife actually did the ayahuasca uh, without him. And he just laid in bed and I think he did some other some other light work and stuff as well. And eventually he had enough strength and then eventually he did ayahuasca and all that sort of stuff. And then when he came back, um, just to get a, you know, um, another more scans of his brain and all of that sort of stuff. He actually didn't have anything wrong with him anymore. The holes in his brain were gone holes in his, um, his liver and his, heart and his organs like everything was fine and the doctor said you know whatever you're doing just keep doing it because he you know he had no idea like what had what had happened and so alberto he created this book um which goes through a lot of shaman practices that have been around for you know hundreds of years and like everyone's he's mixed it with neuroscience as well. So it's backed up by science and biology and everything in our body has a, a stem cell. So he's, he works on fl flipping on the switches of all the stem cells in the body and getting them running properly again and um, turning them on um, so they can heal his body and all that. It's not, it's a real interesting read. And um, you know, the blurb just says, Today, our minds, our emotions, our relationships, and our bodies are out of kilter, and we know it, but we tend to ignore it until something brings up um, us up a short. A worrying diagnosis, a broken relationship, or simply an inability to function harmoniously in everyday life. When things are a little off, we read a self-help book. When they're really bad, we bring in oncologists to address cancer, neurologists to repair the brain, and psychologists to help us understand our family of origin, but this fragmented approach to health is merely a stop gate, um, stop gap. To truly heal, we need to return to the original recipe for wellness discovered by shamans millennia ago, one spirit medicine. Through one spirit medicine, the shamans found that they could grow a new body that allowed them to live in an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary health. Cancer, dementia, and heart disease were rare. The shamans of old were truly masters of prevention. Drawing on more than 25 years of experience as a medical anthropologist and on his own journey back from the edge of death, acclaimed shamanic teacher Alberto Villoldo shows you how to detoxify the brain and gut with superfoods, work with your luminous energy fields to heal your body, and shed disempowering stories from the past and pave the way for rebirth. Using the principles and practices in this book, you can feel better in a few days. Begin to clear your mind and heal your brain in a quick, uh, sorry, in a week. And in six weeks, be on your way to a new body, one that heals rapidly, retains its youthful vitality, and keeps you connected to spirit, to the earth, and to a renewed sense of purpose in your life. And, you know, I'm not going to go into all the, you know, detoxify the brain and gut superfoods. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into the work with your luminous energy fields, but I'm going to go into the exercise that can help you share disempowering stories. Cause I'm thinking that's it. Like we're in quarantine at the moment or self isolation, whatever you, you would like to call it. And it's something everyone can do. And it's really, um, 
you know, it's, it's been really effective uh, for me. So that was a bit of a, you know, a background about the book and a background um, about the guy who wrote the book. And um, the book is actually called uh, One Spirit Medicine, Ancient Ways to Ultimate Wellness. And this is probably my number number one book that I have ever read and a book that I don't want to ever lose because, you know, the knowledge and wisdom that's in this book is ridiculous, you know, um, and it's something that you can teach people from like generation to generation and hand down all this, you know, all these sorts of wisdom. And, um, yeah, I thought that's, you know, these things are really cool. So the exercise is, um, burning old roles and identities. So the micro fire ceremony, um, is an effective practice for rewiring the brain and shedding out one roles and identities so you can release the constraints of the past and move on. Like all shamanic practices, it requires focusing your intent on the task. Sorry, just bear with me, guys. Okay, cool. So, uh, shedding it roles and um, Like all shamanic practices, it, yeah, it requires focusing your intent on the task. So, otherwise, the ceremony won't have nearly as much depth or significance or transformative power. Traditionally, the ceremony involves a group of people gathered around a large fire outdoors, but it can be adjusted. Um, and it could be just as meaningful as a solo ride indoors. You will need a fat candle at least four inches tall, a box of wooden toothpicks, matches, and a fireproof bowl. You can fill the bowl partway with sand if you like. Light the candle, then take a toothpick, and as you hold it, Think of a role or identity that is no longer serving you. Blow gently on the toothpick, envisioning that you are transferring all the energy of that outmoded role or identity into that small piece of wood. Then hold the toothpick to the candle flame. When it can no longer comfortably hang onto the flaming stick, drop it into the bowl. Continue blowing roles and identities into the toothpicks one by one until you have burned up all the stale old roles and identities you need to release. The first time, now this is Alberto talking. So the first time Alberto did this exercise, um, he began with the role of father. And as he brought the stick to the fire, he thanked my, um, he thanked his father for the love and lessons he had received from him, no matter how flawed they were. He knew that he did his best. He continued the ritual, uh, the ritual by releasing the role of son, and with a prayer thanked his children for teaching him how to be a son and a father. He then um, moved on to shedding the identities of husband, lover, healer, victim, and so on, until he burned up nearly two hundred roles and identities. Uh, and it says he hopes you will have considerably fewer to burn, but this is such a, you know, a powerful exercise and 
it may not seem like it with me just reading that, you know, you might be like, oh, you know, that's kind of lame or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people hold these identities and these negativity into the world and they don't even know because they've lived so long with, you know, you know, like broken relationship, like that pain and pain from other life crises and just negative experiences. And they live so long with it, they actually don't know what it, like that they actually have stored it in their body. They actually don't feel like, um, yeah, they just don't feel like that they have anything, um, anything that they can get rid of, anything, you know, any past um, negative memories and negative like programming. So when I did this exercise, I had a fire um, outdoors and I wrote all these things down on paper. So I did a little bit differently. I wrote it down on paper, a few different things. And I then one by one, I held, uh, you know, just did like he did on the, um, you know, he had in the book, he, you know, think of, that role and everything just about it, you know, everything negative, everything, you know, positive, everything, um, and just blow it onto the, yeah, onto the, the piece of paper and transfer all that energy and then light it on fire and hold onto it as it's on fire and until the fire reaches your fingers and it gets like hot and then when you want to drop it, um, that's how long you want to hold onto a fire, and as you drop it, it releases. Um, because there's neuroscience behind it. There's it rewires the brain, and I thought it was um, when I did it. After I did it, it was uh, it's hard to explain. It was uplifting, and it was. Um, I felt like there was all a massive weight off my shoulders, and. This is an exercise, you know, people can do like every new year, you know, to have like the freshest start. And when you do it, you get rid of all these negative vibes. You can, you know, you're literally cleaning it. Sorry. You're literally cleaning out the vibes in your, in your body and you're making peace. You're making peace with your past. And if you can do that, then the coming days, the coming weeks, the coming months, the coming years can be so much more fulfilled and there's so much more, like you can actually start like living your life and, and not, you know, not, um, I guess, whinging and being like, oh, but he did that, she did this, you know, all that bullshit, like just stop it. And this is one way that you can become, you know, the person you want to become is by using this as a tool to empower you to take control of your own life and how you feel. And it's a great way to teach, you know, your children, if you have any, about how to deal with their emotions. Um, You can teach people, you know, it can be... It could be used as you know a therapy if trauma has happened to you.
and it can make room in your life to become the person who you want to be. So I thought that was, um, you know, pretty interesting topic to share with you guys um, and a tool that we can all use. And I know I've ranted back and forth a bit with this one because um, it was a bit of a, <laughs> a weird one to um, explain. So I'm going to leave in the show notes the book and the title of the book and who wrote it. And hopefully you guys can try this at home um, and hopefully it will benefit you in your life. So that's all I wanted to share with you today and I hope you give it a go. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.